0: We'll talk today about a few more questions with regards to pledges to tzedakah. The halacha is, you could send a shliach to give tzedakah. You could tell somebody here, here's a couple of nice branded tzedurim, donate it to a shul, a seyvetairah, a chomish, an item, you're able to make an agent to donate it and give the item tag dish. And by him saying that this thing is hectish belonging to the shul, charity, whatever it is, that item transfers ownership and your agent had the power of authority to do it. And it works. What happens if you tell somebody, I'd like you to pledge money for me. Go to the shul and then having their appeals. Pledge money for me. And, you know, do a nice, you know, do a good job, you know. The halacha is... Pledges don't work with a shliak. You can't make a neder, a vow, through a shliak. So you could transfer over a specific item through an agent, but you can't tell somebody to pledge something through a shliak. And if he does so, and you want to back down, we might not call you the nicest of fellows, but uh, it's not binding. Alachically speaking, the $10,000 that this guy pledged on your behalf does not have the alaka of a vow, and you're not really responsible for it. Now, this really comes up where people go to shuls, or a few different shuls, and they're selling kibudim, and they want to, uh, I don't know, they want to get a bargain, or they want to get kibudim in a few different places, so they set people up. Their son goes there, their neighbor goes there, their uncle goes there. You buy this, you pledge that, you bid for me over here and there, and it's not so simple that any of those can actually be Binding so words to the wise, the gabai make sure whoever is bidding is actually really bidding. Some say that bidding to buy kibudim as opposed to a donation, perhaps is not just a pledge to tzedakah and may be more strict and severe than a vow that's done through a shliach, and we could treat it perhaps almost like a a deal. And a business deal, which backing down from that could be very severe, you're called, uh, not from the Anshe'a Mana, there's a Mishapara, when you get involved and make a pledge to make a business deal, and then back down afterwards. So it might be binding in that way, but if it's just a donation, even if, let's say, you send somebody to, and they're making an appeal, you're not buying, buying any kibudim, you're not getting anything for it, just to make a pledge, The shliach's pledge, the agent's pledge, does not have halakhic um, ramifications. What happens if somebody pledged to give a Sefer Torah to a shul? They didn't say which shul. Let's say they have a Sefer Torah at home, they want to donate a Sefer Torah, and they don't say to which shul. The assumption is that you go to the one that they commonly and most often use. What happens if they use a few shuls? Well, then it's a problem. The Allah actually dictates that if money is pledged to two shuls, or to an unknown shul, and he doesn't frequent one more than the other, the two shul should split the money. Well, what do you do by a Sefer Torah? Some say, even by a Sefer Torah as well, split it. Of course, you're not cutting the Sefer Torah, but the Sefer Torah will visit one shul for a year, and visit the other shul for another year. What happens if the person is around, and you could ask him what his intent was? Well, you could trust him and believe him what his intent was. What's interesting about this is that if the person explains that he actually intended some, you know, shul out there in Idaho, in Texas, and I don't know where, someplace, which is very improbable, that that's what he had in mind when he said to donate a saboteur or whatever it is to a shul, the Allah actually says that if he says so, we believe it. And uh, we got to give it to the place which he dictated. If somebody says, I'm giving money or an item to Hegdish. Now, in the good old days, in the times of Basim Mekdash, giving money or an item to Hegdish meant consecrating it to the temple, which would prohibit any benefit from that item. And since uh, you're not able to get it to the temple nowadays, theoretically, that thing should go to the temple, but it can't. So you would have to get rid of it and destroy it and make sure nobody ever benefits from it because they would be over on the Isra'i Meila. However, it became the common vernacular to use hegdish or give this to a holy cause. Give it to hegdish, it pretty much became another expression for tzedakah or to give something to a shul. And so nowadays if somebody does give an item to a shul or to hegdish to a holy cause, it can be given to charity. Let's say an item is donated or pledged to a charity, but they have no use for that specific item. I'm giving my Italian dining room table to the shul. They're not interested in it. But you made a pledge of something that has a lot of value. So the aloha is the value goes to the shul. How do we assess the value? You need three people to assess it and you pay that to the shul.